200. Wow, how did that happen? That's right. Today, we are celebrating the 200th episode of Unabashed Jew, and here to bring his premier conversational skills to the party is none other than Sean Condy. He asked me various questions about these past few years, how it all came to be, and what I've learned. Need some inspiration, some encouragement? You're in the right place. We focus on confidence so you will believe in yourself more, passion so you will turn it into purpose, and gratitude so you will find gifts even in the hardest of times. I'm Rochelle Condi now, and this is Unabashed You. Welcome to Unabashed You's 200th episode. Oh my goodness, I have invited Sean to come on the show and we're going to uh, trade uh, roles, and we're going to uh, do some celebrating. Rochelle, mother, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me to come on. Yes. <laughs> yes I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I'm interviewing you. One, I just want to say congratulations on a 200. There's 52 weeks in a year, so that's like... Four years. That's well. Yeah, we are coming on to four years, not till the end of April. And I, I must have doubled up some in the beginning. I think as I did a couple a week, a couple different times, like bonus mm. episodes, that sort of thing. So I, I think that's why we're not we're falling at sort of an odd time of the year. Itching out of the gate, hungry. Yes, We'd like, love to come see on. it. Let's do it more, <laughs> more, more. I was uh, leaving a job earlier and somebody asked, so what are you doing for the rest of your day? And I said, oh, I'm, it's my mother's 200th, 200th uh, episode for her podcast. And they're like, ah, your mom podcasts? Cool. <laughs> so it was, it's just oh, a sweet, that's fun. Yeah, sweet, fun moment. So you do such a great job interviewing people. So I have some questions for you okay. for your 200th. And the first one, I figure we'd start easy okay. and we do sort of a a New Year's, you know, sort of thing. Okay. Unless you want me to start with two truths no, and a lie. Hey, because have you gotten you... an <laughs> have you gotten an opportunity to do that yet? I think you've done that with me before. Yes. I think well, we so. Could, so we can do it quickly if you want to. Let's do a quick two truths oh, and a my lie. Gosh. Okay. Um my first job was making toast six hours a day, six days a week. Uh -huh. My strangest <laughs> job was working undercover for the State Department of Justice. And an unusual job request was to be a topless dancer at a local <laughs> strip place. <laughs> now, it wouldn't be an Unabashed You podcast without me saying... Well, you said some numbers in the first one, so I feel like you could have just changed the numbers. That's true. That's true. Um, unless you did change something, I know the first two ones are, if not 100% true, then like 95% true. Yes. And I'm yes. hoping not to, you know, that you couldn't have had some wild 20s years, uh, but I'm hoping the third one is... 
a lie. <laughs> the third one is a lie, but it has a par- partial truth woven in it, which <sighs> is that Ooh. I worked next door. I worked in insurance going through college. That was one of the many jobs I had through college. And it happened to be next door to a very popular strip place. Now, of course, they weren't really there during the day, or at least not in those days. They weren't, I don't know, it's probably changed. And it always felt so odd to be right next door to this strip place. And and I did at one time meet the owner and he was very handsome. And I just thought, what is he doing in this business? <laughs> and fast forward a couple of years, he got a divorce and he asked me out. Now I did decline. Oh. I did decline, but I it, it just always struck me as strange that he, you know, is asking out a college-aged young woman. And, um, yeah. So, but, <laughs> you know, whenever we wrote insurance, and it was typically for cars, and it was a lot of young military men in that time, and we would always they would say, where are you? And we'd say, we're right next door too. And then they they would know exactly where that was. They would know where it was. So there you go. (laughs) I I could have been raking in some of that family. um, It's a better way of putting it. Exotic dancer money. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was keeping it PG. Some booty Uh, from the booty. (laughs) (laughs) Or were there any other um, of your, because I know you've sort of switched up the questions as you've gone, or were there any other ones that you you really liked that you would have liked to have been asked? Since I don't um, have a list in front of me. Well, you know, again, I think you have you have asked me some some of these before. Um, um, then I shan't ask you again. Yes, yes, Let us, uh, yes. Let's go on to my questions. Okay, there you go. There you go. We're ready. I'm ready. So... It's a new year, 2024, new mm-hmm. you. People are sort of polarized as far as setting mm. goals or resolutions for themselves. Right. I think it's a nice you know, time to reflect on just yourself as a person and go like, well, mm-hmm. what are some things that I want to work on? Right. You know, and that could be small things or that can be life-changing things. Um, so for you, I wanted to start off with this question is, what are you most proud of? One of the things you're most proud of in this last 2023 year. Okay. Are we talking about the podcast? Are we talking to, what are we, is it, is it just a big wide open thing or, or more the unabashed you sort of under that umbrella? You know what? Why don't you give us a little bit of both? Okay. Well, I would say when it comes to the podcast and blog, I'm, and, and proud is a funny word. And I know you and I've had this conversation before. Yeah. It's very hard to assign it to ourselves. I mean, right? It just, yeah. there's something about that word that just feels funny. When I look back, however, I would say that I am, I'm, I'm delighted and I'm pleased <laughs> by the fact that we're still going, that we have reached a 200th mm. episode. To mm-hmm. me, that is, that tickles me that, you know, it's still going, it's still going on. So that would be on that side of things. Um, on the personal side, I, I just, I feel like I'm at a season of really enjoying, you know, my grown children, you being one of them and being able to, you know, enjoy some of the family functions like we did at Thanksgiving, all being together, mm-hmm. Palm Springs, you know, those sorts of 
times just it just feels so sweet and i'm so happy to have arrived there okay i guess yeah instead of saying proud or pride what makes you uh, you're you're having a uh, uh an alone moment sort of maybe near a fireplace it's quiet and you just think of a moment you tilt your head slightly and then you just nod and you go yeah <laughs> Well, and I would say, yes, reaching the 200th, it, it to me feels like Good. I never even dreamt or thought of the future when it came to this. I really mm. didn't. I just just said, I'm going to do this thing and we'll just see what happens. So and there you go. And you did it. I did it. And I do feel, I guess, proud of myself in that way that I did something that yeah. was kind of scary and also i found exciting the prospect of doing something completely new completely out of my comfort zone that felt really good yeah and think of all the different people that you've you know talked to and mm. learned from mm -hmm. like it's incredible it is it is is there anything in your overall lifetime and i know that that's <laughs> um, not saying it's a long time, but you know, that's a lot of, um, area to look over as far as something that you're proud or delighted or head nodding in mm. what, uh, what would one of those things be? I have really enjoyed, and I'll call them careers, the different careers I've had, you know, in addition mm. to driving great pleasure and challenge from my my family life, right? Being a blended family and all that goes with that. I would say my time being a classroom teacher was was just so, I look back on that with great fondness. My time working in children's theater, working with a lot of uh, young people like yourself, you know, um, just the, the the opportunity to collaborate and create there's something in that for me that is um kind of a never ending um restlessness a good restlessness mm. you're a people person yeah yeah and now i want to go even wider and look at humanity as a whole. Since you've been able to speak with, you know, um, distinct indi individuals that you've either come across or met through Instagram or or friends of friends or, you know, uh, what have you during this podcast, humanity itself is constantly shifting, changing, adapting. So in this next year, how would you like to see humanity uh, shift itself? Ay, ay, ay. Uh, there's um, plenty I, we can work on, right? Right. Oh, but what, what would you like us to see? Is like I, re I really think when you boil it all the way down mm. to sort of the foundation, I'm, it's going to sound so simplistic, but love, I really do believe that it begins and ends with love. And I feel like, way too many people did not get what they needed growing up so that they kind of walk around. And I'm not saying anybody has a perfect childhood because nobody does, but they, they've got so many sort of holes within them that then they have children and it kind of keeps going so that, um, I just, I really believe that not enough people got that and they're willing to 
sort of settle in that, or maybe they're not aware that they didn't really get all that they, all that they needed so that, you know, broken people sort of attract broken people and you have broken kids (laughs) and it just, it sort of keeps going. I think the people that were loved well and can continue that on fare better. And I'm not talking about necessarily an intact family because plenty of people, myself included, you know, come from, you know, divorced households. And uh, Mm. I think there's, there's a hunger to, to want to, to heal, to understand, you know, where you came from in the sense that it can inform who you choose to be moving forward. And I think too many people stay stuck Mm. And there, there becomes sort of a payoff in the pain of going over it and over it and over it. And I, I think that is a very hard place to be and to stay in. And I'm all for moving forward. And I, I really do believe that it's, it's a very love-centered answer. There we go. Thank you for sharing. Well, and yes, and there's so much opposition out there and division and not wanting to understand other people it's mm. it's very disheartening yeah, this reminds me just very briefly um i know it's an older book but i'm reading through the book um nonviolent communication mm-hmm. and they discuss in it how you're um making observations not judgments when you're listening to someone and so like last night it they sort of had a quiz as far as giving feedback to someone and it's a, it can be a very fine line between an observation of someone saying something and then like putting your own judgment mm. on it so I, mm, that's very nuanced that sounds really interesting yeah i i i hear you and i <laughs> i i, I <laughs> elevate what you're saying oh i like that elevate that's a good word so with Unabashed You and 200 episodes under your belt, there's been a lot of wisdom shared from all sorts of different people. It, what are some, uh, one or more if you'd like, um, bits of wisdom that have really stuck with you personally? Ah, you know, this is a very interesting question because I I feel like my favorite guest was just the last guest I had on. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, they've all been great. What I mean by that is the conversation that I'm in with that guest is so um, inspiring to me in the moment. And I feel such a strong connection to them mm-hmm. in that moment. So whatever they're saying, really, I I love to look at it and listen to it and really, you know, bring it in and in that way, I feel like, oh, yeah, that. And then the next guest, oh, yeah, that. <laughs> and the next guest, oh, yeah, that. You know, so yeah. I'm not sure that, you know, a particular thing stands out. I think there are themes that sort of emerge. And one is, you know, uh, the idea of self-care. And by that, I mean in the healthiest sense possible, you know, that you really can't give to somebody else what you don't have first for yourself. Mm. And, and I do believe that. And so we've had all kinds of different ways to say that. And um, I think that 
you know, you know, myself as a believer, you know, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, we we need to remember that that's in there too, as yourself. I mean, you, you it kind of starts there. Yes, and if you can't love yourself, then how can you give that love to? Yes, exactly, else? exactly. That's it, exactly. How do you think this wisdom, all this collected wisdom that you've um, gathered, has made you a stronger version of yourself? Your, some would say, unabashed self. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say that when I think of when I started you know, three and a half, getting closer to four years, the very, you know, like, how do you make a podcast? How do you do it in terms of technology? How do you, and then how do you get it out there? How does, I mean, all of the many hurdles, I feel like I, it's shaped me in that I feel less afraid to try mm. something. So I feel like it boosted my confidence I had nothing to compare it to, and that only helped fuel my purpose, which it, it happens to be my passion anyway. So I, I think whenever passion and purpose are closely aligned, or however you want to, you know, determine to look at it, it is a really good recipe for success. And by success, I don't necessarily mean vanity metrics at all. I mean that sense of challenge, that sense of fulfillment, that sense of discovery, mm. that sense of creating, that sense of putting something out there. You know, this this podcast and this blog, I don't necessarily get a lot of feedback from it. You know, I, I have read the odd um, sort of reviews of the podcast, and that, that's been so sweet, along with um, you know, I do send out a weekly sort of highlight of that week's episode along with a blog. And I actually get more feedback from the blog than I do the recorded conversations. Okay. So it's it's not the kind of, and I think of it as work, it's not the kind of work that you one is easily um, or readily celebrated. You know, mm. I mean, I don't know what happens when it get, goes out there. I, I, I mean, I have my hopes. Mm -hmm. I, I have my hopes that, you know, somebody finds it inspirational or somebody finds it encouraging or they heard just the thing they needed to hear that day to propel them forward. But I, I don't, I don't, I guess that's a leap of faith and a, an opportunity to trust that it, mm. it is going where it needs to go because there's, it's not like, you know, at the end of a play where you come out and you, you take your, your bow, right. And then you, you get some <laughs> in, in immediate feedback from the audience, whether it's polite or not, you're getting some kind of feedback. Yeah. It's, it's different. It's, I put it out there and I don't know what happens to it after that. I think that, almost is better because uh what's um uh, i'm gonna get the the exact wording right but i believe in the bible it says you know when you do good like do it in secret oh right you know yes, like there's yes. this something to be said about doing it for the sake of doing it as yes. opposed to because you're getting something absolutely right you don't want to you know be shouting from the rooftops ah. mm -hmm. Yes. So there's that along with the fact that in our the time frame we're in, 
technology is one, how you create it and get it out there. And two, also how you share it via a website or social media or emails and trying to, you know, um, kind of uh, snowball the thing forward to wherever it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a little bit of, of a retrospective. And when you first dreamt up Unabashed You, well, I guess that's a good question. It's like, what was the first little inkling? you got that put that little itch in your brain to do this? I think it was listening to some of the early podcasts, um, particularly Alec Baldwin's Here's the Thing comes to mind. And Jeff Garland had one for the longest time. And I don't know, it's not on, it hasn't been on in years. I don't remember what it was even called. But I, I remembered, you know, like, wow, this is a new thing where you can listen to people and it's so interesting. And I think something just some seed got planted in the back of my head that I I was like, huh. And then I didn't really think anything of it. And then as my time in children's theater was coming to a close, and I could feel that it was, and I it was for me. It had it, I had grown it as much as I felt I could, and then I I felt an itch to do something else. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened right at that time. So it, it all, the timing just actually worked out really well. Sorry to, you know, I mean, good things did come out of COVID. Of course, horrible things came out also. Um, and from there, I just thought, wait a minute. I Now, I, I, I want to do this. I want to do this thing. And yeah. I don't have any idea how to do it, like I talked about earlier. Or even the why, just the, just the, the again, back to that restlessness, or that mm. restlessness being in there. So um, along with, there were different quotes that kind of came across my path at different times. And one of which I will deeply credit, and that is uh, Anais Nin. And it is, um, but the day came when the risk to remain tight in the bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Ooh. And that 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 spoke to me. And I said, I no, I cannot be tied in the bud. Can't do it. <laughs> cannot do it. So I said, okay, let's just do this thing. And even if, you know, a handful of friends and a handful of family members listen, then that that that's, I mean, I, my my task and my restlessness is to create and get it out and then where it goes from there is not really up to me when you first started what did that vision of the podcast look like compared to what it looks like now well i thought it was going to be just for women for starters Mm. The the first tagline was women talking about stuff which i thought was (laughs) i just liked it and, you know, early on, I heard feedback from um, different men who said, you know, I'm listening to this and I'm, I'm really getting some value from this. It's like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> well, let's shift then. And then it became become who you already are as the tagline. Because when I first heard that tagline spoken by Mike Erie, who is a um, who, a speaker that we've heard a few different times through the years, he talked about how you you already are some things, but you haven't fully become them yet. And that's sort of the process of living. 
you know, maybe it's a wife or daughter or mother. You don't just, you're not just assigned that role that one day and then that's the end of it. No, now you, now you get to become this, this mother, you know, when they handed me you, it's like, oh my gosh, now, oh wow. Okay. Now I'm going to become this boy's mother. I mean, and that, that, so the becoming is the lifelong process. And that's how I, I see that. And that's why that phrase had so much meaning for me because you, you never arrive. That's kind of the point. How has the podcast surpassed your original vision? I would say that it, it has really been more than I could hope for or imagine. I one getting to two hundred to me, I, I I just I really didn't have any. Um, I didn't. I'm not that kind of a person that has like specific goals. Like I'm going to hit this many countries and I'm going to do this. I mean, I I don't. I sort of create something and put it out there and 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 then I I you know follow it and see what happens from there. I think also the fact that um, we've been to 81 countries or listened to in 81 countries to me mm-hmm. is is <laughs> that's very staggering to me, and I am I am thrilled. I'm I'm beyond thrilled, and then even beyond that, what you mentioned before, the people I've been able to meet, yeah. um, many of them through Instagram, although certainly not all, like you say, friends of friends or. Sometimes I will get an email, somebody is pitching, you know, can so-and-so come on your show? And the answer has always been yes. I mean, I have, <laughs> I, I don't have any sort of preconceived ideas about the kind of person or the kind of guest. The whole point is to be you. So you can't really get that wrong. <laughs> if you show up and you're yourself, hey, we're, we're doing great. I am aware that some people do not want to have a conversation of themselves recorded. I I respect and honor that. My husband, my mother, being two of, <laughs> you know, obviously both very close to me and they're they're hard nose. And I know that. And that's absolutely okay. But like I recently asked somebody on Instagram that we had started, you know, chatting, having a conversation. I said, Hey, have you ever been on a podcast? Do you like to come be a guest? And she said, "Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous and I'm excited." And I said, "That's <laughs> that's exactly the reaction. That 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 that's a green light. That's a green light that you need to proceed because it, you know, new things are a little bit scary, but that's okay and that's good." And I think of the uh, the phrase or the saying, um, "Nervousness is just misplaced excitement." Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's that same feeling in your stomach. And so you just sort of... Like the butterflies. Yeah. Because the butterflies are both things at the same time. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Um, I also want to point out just all the cool relationships that you've made. Um, I'm not even going to be able to name them all, but Anitan... Um, the brother and sister from uh, Oahu. Oh yeah, uh, Brian Santana and his sister Carissa Santana. Yes. Yeah, like just these yes. people that you've met through life and continue to sometimes see or talk to, and it's just mm-hmm. really cool that. Um, it is really cool. That. It is yeah. really cool, and that's thanks to these conversations and people having that willingness to to come on and share a little piece of who they are and 
you know, to celebrate that in the moment. And, you know, when I kind of dial everything back, my bottom line is I love to encourage. Mm -hmm. And I, I can see that in the careers I've had. I can see that the relationships I have in my life, that is my heart. I want to encourage. So if it's in a conversation with somebody in a recording or if I write a blog, there's there's always going to be that thread of encouragement. Or mm-hmm. if I interact with somebody on uh, Instagram, it, it's it's usually some kind of good for you or that looks so great or whatever. It's some sort of a moment that I can be a little cheerleader for them. That's great. I think you instilled that in me. I feel the same way. Good. I want to build people up. Yes, exactly. We don't know what the future holds, but if you had a vision for the future of Unabashed You, what do you see? Hmm. I see I see more. More. <laughs> and I and I just don't know exactly what that looks like other than more conversations, more episodes. Um, you know, we're we're kind of doing series now to you know, we're taking a pause right now in the surrender series to to celebrate the 200th, and then we'll go back to the surrender for a couple more guests. I like the idea of of having a theme and and having conversations around that theme, and um, mm. you know, m- meeting more people. Yeah, so it's more not in a greedy sense. It's more in terms of um, I'm not ready to stop. <laughs> Good. <laughs> now, do you think you've played enough two truths and a lie that? If need be, you could become some sort of federal investigator or interrogator, because this is now a lot of it. (laughs) Yes, yes. I have done a lot of Two Truths and a Lie. Obviously, one of the reasons I like it is it's fun. Instead of asking someone, well, tell us about your childhood or, or, you know, that sort of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like playful ways to get to know people that are kind of out of the normal sort of box or normal questions. Um, so yes, I think I, in some ways might be a good detective. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, you know, I'll have to give a shout out to the Enneagram. I, I, I do. My number two is five, which is investigative thinker. Mm -hmm. So I rate the second highest in investigative thinking. And so I, I, I enjoy the question and I enjoy the challenge of trying to figure out you know, and obviously it doesn't matter if I get it right or not. <laughs> <laughs> now, we don't always get to see how we affect people's lives. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's always hindsight if we do, sometimes years down the road, if we get to it all. Has, any, right. has anyone shared with you how Unabashed You has the wisdom shared from any of your guests from you has helped them in some way or, you know, has, has positively affected their life. You know, like I was saying earlier, there's not a lot of feedback in terms of that. Um, However, of course, there's always an exception to the rule. I would say the person that comes quickly to mind is Eniton Balagoon. And he is a young man living in Nigeria who is looking for, um, a new life outside of Nigeria that would include, he has a college degree, but would include some perhaps, you know, further education and a different mm-hmm. life. And we actually met through a hashtag. 
unabashed you, he used that hashtag in a post. And so I was notified, hey, this person used your hashtag. And I was so blown away. And this is already well (laughs) over two years ago. I was like, wait a minute, what? And I looked and there was a picture of uh, an, an African man. I'm not sure if he was Nigerian or not, but playing a saxophone. And I thought, oh, that must be him. And so we started a conversation. Well, no, that wasn't him. It turns out he's a photographer. He loves photography. Mm. So um, we, you know, started connecting and we started having conversations. And he's been on the show, I think, three times. And he wants, as soon as he heard we were doing Surrender, he said, I want to come on the show. I want to come (laughs) on. Okay, let's do it. So I don't, I I would have to say, because we have really, I go back and get my power cord here. I would say because, you know, we, have developed a friendship outside of um, outside of Instagram. I mean, we we WhatsApp sometimes. We message each other, mm-hmm. and it, there are a few other people like that that I've connected with. The My Lin Ling would be another one in the Netherlands who you know we encourage each other, and um, you know there are people like that that have come into my life. Sim Colosso, although I actually met her through a course, she would be That's another a good one. Name. I know I've got, I, I know people with these great names. Simone Colosso, she goes by Sim. I mean that is a beautiful name. Magomed Varayev, that's a name Ooh, I love. Saying yeah. he's a he's a tour guide in the <laughs> south of France. Actually, he just messaged me saying he has found so many new places to show us the next time we come. <laughs> yeah, isn't that sweet? Yeah. So yeah, some of these names. Who did I have on recently? Tulumapay Olabintan. I mean, these are just Come great. On. I, know. I need to write all these down. I know. They're just great names. And I I had to teach myself how to say them correctly because they, yeah. they didn't roll off my tongue very well. But now I know how to say them. So, yes. Well, shout out to Annie Tan. I feel like unabashed is a more, you know, like advanced English word. So, shout out for knowing that. Oh, his, well, his English is very good. And, and I, I assume that they, I mean, I assume I, I should ask him. I mean, he's, he's absolutely fluent in English. He, of course he has a Nigerian, I, if I, we call that a Nigerian accent, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's got that. I don't even know. I wouldn't even know how to describe that. You're the voice man. I don't know how to say it, but you've met him actually. You've met him over yeah. WhatsApp. <laughs> we talked to him on Christmas. We called yeah. him on Christmas to wish him a Merry Christmas. So, you know, you just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. You have no idea. Until you, you put yourself to, out there. Until you put yourself out there. And that is why I think it's so worth the risk of doing something, even if you're kind of scared to do it. And I, I've kind of circled back to women in the sense that I, I really want to serve women, particularly in my age group. Although I've, I've actually mentored probably far more women in your age group than I have Mm -hmm. in my own age group. But I, I have a heart to really want to encourage women in that third act golden years, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> to to realize it's not too late to do some things. And it doesn't, those, these things don't have to be big, but just that sense of, gosh, I've, I had that little urge, that little, again, back to that little bit of restlessness to do something. And I, I got to see it through. And I'm so glad I did that feeling of fulfillment, of satisfaction, 
again, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Mm. But that feeling that you get when you create, when you share, because I think by very definition, you create something typically, I think more often than not, you're sharing it, whether it's just with one other person or other, you know, groups of people or what have you. And I think some would argue the most divine act is creation. So well done. Ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you fulfilled one of your dreams with this podcast. For our last question, moving forward to 2024 and many more episodes of Unabashed mm-hmm. You to Come, mm-hmm. what wisdom or advice do you want to leave your listeners with in pursuing things that might seem insurmountable to them or unattainable? Well, I, I think, I think that it, it take, there's a lot of sort of different pieces to that answer. And, um, I think it takes, um, some kind of a, I, I, when I say vision, it's not, you don't have to have a board or anything like that, but just that little seed within you to want to do something. And maybe you don't even know yet what it is, mm-hmm. but if that is there and if it's not there, I would really question that actually. Like, why, why isn't that there? Why don't you have something? Because I think we're all here to do something and, and yes, have relationships and all of that. But I, I think there's something else that, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, knitting or crocheting or, uh, you know, gardening or, I mean, there's so many things it could be, right? Mm-hmm. But that that wanting to, in the doing something, I think you are something. So it's like do and be sort of together, right? I, I know I'm getting so philosophical here. <laughs> hey, it's your show. You get to do whatever you want. <laughs> That that little nudge, that little something there. I, I would just I would just say, please, please, please don't settle. Please don't settle. It's not too late. If you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, so much is still ahead that you can um discover, explore, and um, please don't let fear be the thing that stops you. And and we all know fear plays a very nasty part in paralyzing us and stopping us and curbing, diminishing, holding us back from some of the things we actually would want in our head. And And I've come to think of it like this, you know, be the advice you give your children. Ooh. Right? There we go. You can't, on the one hand, tell your kids, you can be anything. You just got to work hard. Get out there and light the world on fire. You know, you can't say those things and not be them and do them yourself. Even if, and when I say a lesser level, I just mean, we always have huge dreams for our kids. That's kind of, that's kind of how we roll as parents. Again, it doesn't have to be like you have to have a hit show on TV. That's that's we're not talking about anything that's big. But take your own advice. Be the advice you give your children for sure. So if you're a little bit scared and a little bit excited, that's the green light to proceed. I was terrified in the beginning to do this. I was, but I'm so glad I did. And I know that if each person does that thing, that little thing, whatever that is, 
they will be glad they did it too. There's just, there's, you don't want to collect a bunch of regrets. And, and in fact, I saved this quote. I don't remember where I got it, but, and I'm not, it's the, the idea is not to get the wording of the quote right, but to get the gist behind it. And that is people who work with the dying say the, the biggest thing that they say is I regret not having more courage to live the life I wanted to live instead of living the life others expected of me. Mm. So word that however you want, but it all boils down to regret, having the courage to not have the regrets. Well, on behalf of your 200 guests and all your <laughs> listeners were, you know, we're glad that you, you didn't hold back and that you put yourself out there and did all that. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. And now, Rochelle, go be unabashed. Be you. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, thank you for this wonderful conversation, Sean. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Love you. Take care. Love you too. What I know is that it has been an extraordinary pleasure to connect with each guest for each conversation. And if you're willing, we will continue on, hopefully inspiring you to be a bit more you, fueling you with confidence to go out and do the thing that only you can do. Encouragement is our thing. Let us know how we can encourage you. And now a closing prayer. God, we are grateful for every connection we've made appreciative for every listen and everyone who has read the blog. May we continue on with your blessing. Amen. Today, more than ever, be unabashed. Be you. Mm-hmm.